Dustin Minky is getting ready for the latest National Walleye Tour event in Sault Ste. Marie. We check in with him as he pre-fishes and tries to find the big walleyes. And it's also Lake of the Weekday. It's all coming up. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck. Paul Bunyan. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, celebrating our 30th year. We're checking in with Dusty Minky, good friend of the show. He's over in you're in Sault Ste. Marie, getting ready for the latest NWT event. And that is an incredible spot converging on a couple of great lakes, a river close to Canada. In the upper peninsula of Michigan, where Lake Superior ends to the east, and it flows through the St. Mary's River down into Lake Huron, and just north of us is Ontario, Canada. So it's pretty cool, really cool place. A lot of things meet and a giant river and lock system and just really clear water. It's a really cool place. And that's where the latest NWT event is coming up, uh, and that is starting Thursday? Thursday, yes. I wish it was a few more days later. <laughs> it's a little tough, let's just say that. You're still trying to find that magic formula then? Oh, yeah. I'm out fishing right now. Maybe, maybe I'll catch one while we're on this call. Tell me a little bit about uh, how long you you spend pre-fishing when you're getting ready for a tournament like this. That's a good question. Um, typically, you know, we try to get out there 6, 30, 7 o'clock. And, you know, most days, if you have a pretty good day, you want to get off the water at 5 or 6 o'clock. But the way this week's been going, we've been kind of using all the daylight we can. Uh, the bite's really tough. So this week we've been burning. We've been getting up early and making, you know, one-hour drives in the car to launch by seven so you know we're leaving at five thirty six o'clock you know and then it's like seven to seven seven to eight at night it's it's some long hours so dustin when you say we who's with you oh my my travel partners john hoyer and, and bill shimoda and then like we have co-anglers and, and good friends that travel with us to, to help pre-fish the thing that's exciting about an event like this is like you're just describing this lake and river system you get to fish really cool systems like that every time you have a tournament. Yeah, that's true. Like, this one's really unique. Like, typically it's just a lake or just a great lake. This one's a river, a great lake, and I think it kind of fishes like a reservoir, too. So it's like three things in one. So literally I'm staring at about 30 different rods in my boat. And the other day <laughs> I said, you know what this looks like to my buddy Travel with me? He goes, what? I go, a guy that's not on fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, digging rods, casting rods, trolling rods. We're just trying to make something work, you know. So we're just throwing everything at him. Like, you could catch some fish and 
smaller fish. It's, it's the big ones that we're looking for to win this event. Right, that's 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 exactly what it is. It's all about big walleyes when you get into a tournament like this, which is a whole different game than just you know when you're out guiding or hanging out with friends and you you need some food for the for the frying pan. It's a whole different um, mental approach too, right? Oh, big time! Yeah, like we tested some waters this week that were around a hundred or over a hundred miles away. I mean, think about that mentally. You know, everything has to be perfect. You know, the wind. Like right now, the wind just kicked up. If that happened when you're 100 miles away, you might have one or two fish, and you have to make that decision to make it back or stick it out. There's a lot of decision-making that goes on, that's for sure. So have you ever fished this system before? Yeah, last last year we were here in July, and and, uh, it's an awesome place. And it was fishing a little better then, because July is like our June. Their August here is kind of like our dog days of July, you know, so... It's a little weird right now. The water's warm, everything's kind of spread out. The fish don't really know what to do. They get caught up in these big lakes chasing bait, you know, out in the basin. And, you know, there's plenty of fish around. It's just got to kind of spread out and fishing a little tough right now. How'd you do in the first event? The first event, uh, I landed in the middle of the pack. It kind of shoulda, woulda, coulda. I, I left a spot the, the fish were biting and went to spots that already kind of got swept up on, and I'm like, oh, I should have stayed, you know. But it is, all in all, that was a fairly tough fight as well, too. You know, like if you just boxed five fish there, you would have tossed a check, and we couldn't cull there. Now here in Sault Ste. Marie, we can cull. So every fish we catch, we can sift it in and out of the box. On Green Bay, we had to make the decision. Like I threw out a couple of fish the first day that could have kicked me up into a better position, but... I wasn't, you know, I had a pretty decent practice, so I wasn't looking to keep an 18-incher. But you only had six fish to play with. Here, we can use as many fish as we want to keep them in and out of the box, so that's pretty nice. Now, after this one, what's next? After this, I'm really looking forward to Lake Sakakawea and Garrison, North Dakota. The last time we were there, we had a really good showing. Our team did. And it's such a cool place. It's like the Wild West. There's so much wild game running around. And it's such a great fishery out there right now. I'm really looking forward to getting out there, that's for sure. How does one qualify for the national championship? Not like it used to be. If you fish all the events, you you automatically qualify. Oh, okay. So as long as you fish all the events, you're welcome to the championship. And the championship this year is in October on Lake Erie. So... Everything kind of got jammed. I mean, the news went about a month ago, you know, where they came up with a new schedule, which is awesome. But it makes it kind of tough because every two weeks we're going somewhere. So when we get back, we get two weeks back, do a little bit of work, and then it's off to Lake Sakakawea. So I'm just glad we've got the schedule, uh, you know, on a weird year like this. So very thankful that we do have an event to test up this year. So this is a grind. This is a time commitment. This has got to be a money commitment. What is the allure to you to this kind of fishing? Yeah, it does. It, it, it costs money, and it's, it's time off of work. I have a regular job. But, you know, when I was young, I fished my way up the ranks, and I, I love the competition. I, I really like the camaraderie and the guys that, you know, especially around and against. And getting to go somewhere new and figure it out, I've been doing that since... Since I was a kid in Minnesota, my parents would pick a, a different place to go for family vacation. And by the end of the week, we'd have the, the walleyes figured out. So I think uh, when I was 12 years old, I, I started subscribing to the Walleye Insider. And I've always wanted to be a pro fisherman. And 
and I think, uh, you know, it's just it's an exciting, fun thing for me that, you know, when I knew I wasn't going to be a pro sports player, you know, it was kind of <laughs> pretty easy to fall onto fishing. You didn't crack the NHL? No, no, no. That was always a dream, but I, I kind of knew it was like 12, like, I'll just stick to fishing probably. <laughs> All right. <Yep. laughs> well, before Dusty headed to Sault Ste. Marie, he was catching walleyes on leech. We'll find out how later in the show, but up next, it's our Lake of the Week. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Lake of the Week, Lake of the Week, Lake of the Week, Holy Cow! It is Lake of the Week day, and he is retired now, but at the time I recorded this interview, he was still the area fishery supervisor out of the Park Rapids office. We got Doug Kingsley today to talk about our Lake of the Week. So today we're talking Beltane, and that's, uh, you know, not one of those secret get-out-of-the-way uh, lakes. That is a very well-known lake, but it's been a while since we talked about it. Um, just a nice fishery over in the in the Nevis area, and one of those lakes that has all the things we like to fish for, basically. Yeah, it's really a, a pretty good all-around lake, I mean, a little bit of everything. Um just a little bit of uh, background information. El- Beltane was once called Elbow Lake because it's kind of roughly V-shaped with one arm going northeast towards Nevis and one arm going straight north. And Beltane is at the downstream end of a chain of lakes that start up at Big Man Trap and they go flows through the bottles, the sand lakes, and finally it winds up in Beltane. Beltane doesn't have an outlet to it, so all of the water that flows into Beltane is either lost through evapotranspiration or infiltration down into the groundwater. Hmm. So what that means is that during really high precipitation cycles, Beltane water levels rise, and during low precipitation cycles, lake water levels drop. And the lake level in Beltane has fluctuated over 14 feet from a low in 1936 to a high in 2001. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a big a gap. up and down. Yeah. You kind of want to watch it. Okay. So, um, and, and, yeah, the thing that makes Beltane an interesting lake is all those little bays and all those little nooks and crannies that you can fish in. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of variety there. There really is. There's uh, even a couple islands thrown in for good measure. Yeah, uh, and then I think that uh, takes me to the the most important question of this interview: Are there goats on Goat Island? <laughs> Not that I know of. Oh. There is a nearby farm that raises emus, and every once oh. in a while, one of those will escape. <laughs> Okay. I did notice on Goat Island, I think there's another island or peninsula where it appears that the years, I'm guessing years ago, they built roads out to those islands. I don't think they probably could do that if they wanted to do that now. Probably wouldn't let them, but uh, there is a road that goes out to Goat Island now, and there's campground out on Goat Island. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, the lake is again well developed. It's a, a well-known lake, and you know why wouldn't you want to live on there? There's so many things to fish, including a very good, solid uh, walleye population that uh, is pretty pretty stable. Yeah. Um, 
We actually, you know, during the mid-2000s, um, we tried to increase our stocking rates to see if that would make a difference. And it really didn't have much of an effect on abundance. Um, but abundance is still pretty good. Um, it's a little higher than normal for lakes that are like Beltane, similar physical and chemical characteristics. And it's kind of fluctuated around our long-range goal of seven per gill net, um, actually since 1991. Okay. And good solid sizes as well, it looks like? Yep. Um, our last survey was in 2016. And back then, now that's been a few years back, but then we had a, a group of, of fish around the 10 to 13-inch size range. Those would have been age one or twos. And then we had another large group that was 19 to 22 inches. But uh, we did have fish up to 24 inches. Okay. And uh, taking a look at the bass numbers, looks like you got a good population of large and smallmouth bass in there. Yeah, Beltane is actually better suited to bass than even walleyes. Um, we had really high abundance of, of bass in 2001, but it kind of declined in 2005 and 2007. Now, it was still above average for the Park, area, Park Rapids area lakes, and then it declined further in 2016, but still pretty good. Um, really good sizes. Most fish were running 11 to 15 inches in 2016, but pretty well distributed all the way up to 19 inches. Okay. Um, we thought bass sizes could be a little bit better, and we proposed a more restrictive regulation back in 2005. But unfortunately, the public didn't support that very well, and uh, we didn't proceed with that. Okay. Um, northerns, uh, doesn't seem to be a lot of them in there, but a decent size, uh, average population, it looks like. Yeah, the abundance kind of increased from 1981 to 2007. And then, um, for some reason, and, and we don't really know why, but, um, it's probably a good thing, the abundance decreased through 2016. Now, it's, it's still within that normal range for lakes like Beltane. Um, but the sizes are kind of small. Most of them in 2016 were 19 to 23 inches. Uh, we had fish up to 31 inches, but a lot of those smaller size ones. So those new northern pike regulations that were implemented in 2018 should really help a lake like Beltane. Um, may take a while, um, and we're encouraging anglers to harvest some of those smaller size northerns but release the medium to large size ones. Okay. And uh, as I continue to look at the list, I see, you know, crappies and bluegills as well. Are we looking at good sizes there, good numbers? How is the panfish population? You know, the crappie population um, kind of increased in abundance through 2011. That was the highest that we've ever seen in Beltane. And then it dropped considerably in this last survey in 2016. Now, we saw fewer 8- to 10-inch fish than we did in previous years, but pretty fair numbers of 10 to 11 and a quarter inches. Bluegill's uh, abundance has been pretty steady since 2007. It's kind of low, but that's not a bad thing. For, for bluegills, often get overpopulated and overabundant, and when that happens, there's less competition for food and and better growth with, with lower abundance. You get better growth 
condition and sizes. In 2016, most of the bluegills were under seven and a half inches, but we did have a few larger ones up to eight and a half. So, Doug, let's talk a little bit about the size of the lake, the depth of the lake. What are we going to find out there? Yeah, Beltane is just under 1,500 acres in size, and about half of it is less than 15 feet deep, what we call the littoral area. That's the shallow water area that sunlight can penetrate. Um, the maximum depth of Beltane is about 56 feet. You, you mentioned at the outset um, the water levels are sometimes a concern. Uh, anything else that you guys are watching closely on Beltane? No, actually, it's got pretty good water uh, quality, um, really good water clarity. It's what we consider an oligotrophic lake, um, kind of low in nutrients. And for that reason, we don't get the algae blooms or or green-colored water in mid or late summer. Uh, so very good water quality and clarity. Like you mentioned, it's pretty heavily developed. Um, it does have a few resorts yet on it, um, so people may want to consider that if they're looking. But otherwise, a nice all-around lake. Is there, um, well, there is no AIS on their, that lake right now either, I don't think. Not that we know of, and we'd like to keep it that way. So, anglers, be sure and clean your boat. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, because so many of the, the really big popular lakes have now been infested. People are kind of shrugging their shoulders. Well, this is an example of why you still take care because that's a this is a very nice lake, and it doesn't have it. So that's why we still clean that boat. Yeah, actually, in Hubbard County, we've had a, a pretty aggressive aquatic invasive species program, and our coalition of lake associations have been really active in getting um, – watercraft inspections even before the state got real involved in it. So Hubbard County has held off on very many invasive species. Okay. You had mentioned there had been some stocking. Do you still stock walleye in that lake, or is it natural? Oh, yeah, we okay. still do. You still do. We stock them at a little lower densities because we didn't see any real benefits of stocking higher densities. But we still stock them every other year in even-numbered years. Okay. I'm assuming the lake gets pretty good pressure. Yeah, I think it, it really does. You know, there's a, a good public access in the town of Nevis, um, and it even has a handicapped accessible fishing pier right there. And then there's another access on, actually it's on Shallow Lake on Hubbard County Road 18. And anglers could also put in there. It's it's a little less developed, an earthen ramp. Um, and they can access Beltane from that access if water levels are low enough to be able to get under that County Road 18 bridge. Okay. Now here's a question for you. Nevis always has their big musky day celebration. Are there muskies in Beltane? There used to be at one time that whole man trap chain of lakes that I mentioned mm-hmm. had native musky populations. And as the area became more developed, those those musky populations kind of dwindled. At one time, the department actually was, back then it was called the Department of Conservation, had a portable fish hatchery on Beltane, and they collected broodstock muskies from Beltane and some of the other lakes in that chain, 
and hatch them out in that portable fish hatchery on the shores of Beltane. And then they they put the hatched out fingerlings into bays of Beltane that they had netted off to allow them to raise to a larger size over the summer months. And then they would harvest them and stock them either in the Beltane or other lakes in the chain. But apparently that those stockings weren't very successful because that program was discontinued. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, was, I always wondered that because they, they got the big muskie. They have muskie days. They're on Beltane. So. Yep. <laughs> we, we've seen some anecdotal uh, evidence from old magazine articles that talk about fishing in Beltane back in the turn of the century. And those articles suggested that there weren't any northern pike or walleye in that chain of lakes. And it may have been the introduction of northern pike to that chain that kind of was the downfall of the demise of the muskie populations in those lakes. All right. So there you go. We had a history of Beltane and the current situation on Beltane with Doug Kingsley. He's the uh, area supervisor out of the Park Rapids office. Great lake in our neck of the woods, Beltane. Hey, Doug, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Kim. Glad to be here. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Checking back in with Dusky Minky. He's at Sault Ste. Marie, getting ready for the National Walleye Tour event, which will begin on Thursday. So, before you headed out there, uh, where were you fishing when you were just out for fun here in our neck of the woods? I knew you were going to ask me that, <laughs> and I got an answer for you. We've been fishing the beach lake, because I live there in Walker, Minnesota. It's actually been pretty good. It started to pick up. It, it got to be a little slow there for a while when I, when I left to go to Green Bay there at the end of the line. And what we've been doing lately is, this time of year, I like to troll the crankbaits. It's maybe not the funnest thing to do, but it sure works. And I've been playing with those new bagley lures that Northland came out with the both of these. You could try like a rattling here. That's kind of the new thing. It's like a rattling, you know, crankbait. But there's something about a balsa crankbait that just, it doesn't have as much noise. It runs very true. And just that wobble. You know, it might look like a crayfish or a perch. There's so many perch in Leech Lake right now. If you try to use night crawlers, you're just going to scratch your head. You'll catch a lot of perch, but... Uh, if you're going for walleyes, that can be kind of a headache. So I suggest getting out there. And, and like, I've been using nice Okuma line counter reels, and you put that crankbait back about 80 feet. And I, I've got this C-Mac chip in my grass, and I, I've got it shaded from 10 to 13 feet of water. And you look at all that 10 to 13 feet of water, no matter if you're on Mocker Bay or out on the main lake, or if you're in that area where Goose Island and little hardwood and stony and Trader's Bay, and then you go around the canyon and Potter Canyon. There's so much of that 10 to 13 feet of water, like you can start trolling and, and never turn back. And you're, what you're doing is trying to get some active fish. So that's what's been working for me there on Leech. I tell you what, those Bagley baits. I kind of feel guilty using them. They're so they're so gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might lose a couple now and then to pike, but we've been pretty lucky and, and haven't lost any yet. So The cool thing is with all the new stuff you have and the electronics, you know, the education that, that most anglers have these days, those dog days, yeah, they're slower, but, boy, there's still fish to be caught. There used to be a time I, I couldn't get a walleye report from anybody 
uh, for about three to four weeks from late July to late August. And that just doesn't happen anymore. There's there's ways to catch fish, and we figured it out. That's exactly right. Yeah, the electronics are unreal. And I kind of grew up in an era where, you know, like, you just read the depth and looked at the shoreline, and I started guiding on Lake of the Woods, and you plopped a marker buoy down, and, and to think now I'm looking at side stair and down stair and all this crazy stuff. Still got to get them to bite, though. That is true. It is true. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be continuing to fish this evening. You'll have another day tomorrow, and then it's tournament time, huh? It is. Yep, it's tournament time. We have to be off the water tomorrow by 4 o'clock, and that gives us time to kind of get our gear ready, retie up some knots, trade line, and kind of relax a little because uh, you only get about five, six hours of sleep at night, and you're up and at it again. Well, listen, I'll let you get back to pre-fishing and get ready for the tournament. And, Dusty, I thank you for taking a few minutes today, and good luck. We hope you do well this weekend. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Fishing for Bunyan Country.